Hi, I'm Eliza, a 16-year-old living on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Everything's changing around me all the time, and with it, opinions are too. So I'm here to explain what's really going on in the minds of me and my friends. This week, I'm going to talk about what I'm stressed about, what I'm done with, what I'm obsessed with, and what I'm finding funny. I'll also indulge in a little oversharing. So the first thing I'm stressed about is physics, because that's getting way more challenging each week. There's more math. It's, it's all like algebra that I don't remember from freshman year, and especially because like our classes are juniors and seniors, so the seniors already know everything that's going on, so it's just me sitting being like, I, d- I don't understand how to do this, along with all the other juniors. We're all so confused because it's like trigonometry and pre-calc, which we're doing right now, so um, I'm having a lot of labs with my teacher, which is basically where you go in and you talk to them and you say, like, this is what I don't understand. Um, which, you know, in the past I've kind of underutilized that ability because like in sixth grade we had this electricity project where some people would make a vending machine or a conveyor belt or a Ferris wheel or even just a stage that lit up. And I did not understand what was going on, probably because I spent the whole year flirting with this kid who sat next to me, but I didn't really understand what I was supposed to do. And I went to a lab and he didn't really help me that much, or maybe I just was bad at it. And so it ended up being that the night before it was due... I had to send a long email to my teacher with my parents sitting next to me that was basically like, I'm so, so sorry. I've tried everything, but I guess I just don't understand what's going on, and I'm so sorry. Can you ever forgive me? It was just, it was horrifying, and when we had to present it, everyone came in with their big things, and some people, like, did robotics at school. Some people's parents were, like, robotics, you know, experts or whatever, and I was sitting there ashamed with a literal a wire basket that was full of wires that weren't even connected to each other. I mean, it was like truly the most embarrassing experience ever. I just had to own up to it. It was horrible. Um, And then in freshman year, we had this experiment that we were supposed to do. And mine was about ants and what, how they reacted to different kinds of Red Bull. I I don't know. It was biology. And um, I kind of just screwed up on that one. I delete it and then I didn't do it. And then it ended up being a huge deal with me having to write way more than I ever had had to write in the first place and being way more stressed than I'd been in the first place, all because I sometimes avoid things when I get worried about them. And as I've learned since then, if you don't avoid it, actually, it's really not that painful. But when you start lying about your labs to everyone, parents and teachers included, then that's when you get in a mess. So I feel bad for 14-year-old Eliza who didn't quite understand that. Luckily now I'm in junior year and I've kind of, um, I would say, stepped up my game. Now we're back in the lab schedule. We're doing well. So now I'm going to inform you of some misconceptions adults have because that's something that I feel like teenagers often get kind of annoyed by is that all these people think that we want things that we don't want or think we're angry about things we're not angry about. So it ends up just being kind of a real misunderstanding with other people getting annoyed at us and us getting annoyed at them and people trying to market to us don't understand what we like or dislike about things. So it always goes kind of wrong. Like companies will have things branded in the way that they think teenagers are interested in, but it's really just such a transparent, clear corporate thing. You're not tricking us. We know you're a company. So I don't know. So anyway, a misconception that I have noticed happening a lot is that adults think that Snapchat is purely used for like sexy pictures and stuff when really, I mean, 
most of the things that happen on Snapchat is like people posting pictures of where they are to show they're with their friends, showing people that they're at a party, showing people they're doing stuff that's illegal, which like nobody really cares about because most people do that, um, or sending really ugly pictures of yourself to your best friends. I mean, that's the number one thing it's used for is like, look how ugly I can make myself. You better not screenshot that. Here's me, you know, I just drew devil horns on my teacher's head on a picture and I sent it to you. It makes like staying kind of close with someone easier because you just know that if you're still kind of on their mind. Um, But I myself am kind of done with Snapchat, which is another segment, what I'm done with. So I'm done with Snapchat um, kind of just because I feel like it's a huge burden. I mean, there's this etiquette that you have to maintain on Snapchat, which is like, Everyone can see who your top three most Snapchatted people. If I'm best friends with them, but they're not best friends with me, it just gets really rough. And Snapchat has started using like emojis to mean things and nobody really gets what they mean, but it's important somehow. Um, And so I just kind of found that too stressful. Like with Facebook, I almost quit that once, but I decided it was worth it because like you find out important things. You get invited places via Facebook. You know, you see what's going on. You see important things. You understand what people are talking about because people reference what they saw. And for my grade, we have a Facebook group for class of 2017 at my school. So, you know, if you need homework or if you weren't in school, go on there and people will answer you really quickly. It's actually really helpful. So I feel like that's another misconception is that Facebook is so dumb and we're all like, you know, wasting our youths on Facebook. But really, I mean, it's helpful for school. You get invited places. I mean, I know I once missed a party because I hadn't seen that I was on invited because I was off of Facebook for too long. So, I mean, that's what that gets you is not knowing you're invited to something and then totally missing someone's party. So 10 out of 10 would recommend that if you have a Facebook, stay on Facebook because it's actually pretty important in many ways. So, yes, I'm over Snapchat for the most part, but Facebook, I feel like it's almost obligatory right now to kind of switch gears, change it up a little, um, I have a segment now called What I'm Obsessed With. So what I'm obsessed with and have been for a while now is temporary tattoos. I find that I have this desire to go on a mission and find something and get a lot of that thing. And what I go for a lot of the time when I have that craving, instead of going and buying like bunch of earrings or rings or t-shirts or whatever I would I'll just go find temporary tattoos because it's a really easy way to feel like you've done something it's a fun thing to hunt for I mean it's sometimes I'll do it for good luck before a test I'll put a few on and just be like okay I guess this is gonna help somehow also at my lacrosse team I'm a lacrosse goalie at my school and on our team we do like kind of psych up buddy things where you get a secret person kind of like secret santa where you get a person and you leave stuff in their locker or in their backpack or whatever before each game. Some people are good at doing that and remembering. Other people are not. (laughs) So, like, sometimes someone will get a plastic bag that's got grapes in it that they clearly got from, like, the corner. (laughs) Some people get too into it. Some people don't get into it enough. And lately, I've noticed that it's actually been catching on. Like, one of my favorite jewelry stores in Williamsburg had free sheets of temporary tattoos for their store. Or, like... I've, I'll just see it everywhere. People will do it more and o- more often. At my birthday party last year, it was my fifth, my 16th birthday, and I had it at this arcade downtown. And one of the things we did during a 
party was that I had a table with like, I mean, way too many temporary. I don't know how I fooled myself into thinking people would use them all. It was actually like a huge hit. I don't know. Something stupid like that actually really hypes everyone up. But um, I would just say it's actually really helpful if you're like, I don't know what to do for someone. It sounds ridiculous, but go into a toy store because the little things like temporary tattoos or weird silly putty or something, it's almost depressing how many temporary tattoos I have. And I'm always on the lookout for more. So if anyone knows any super solid places in New York to go get a crazy amount of temporary tattoos, please let me know because I will be there in like four seconds. Um, So now something I find funny. I tend to have an absurdist sense of humor, like BoJack Horseman is one of my favorite TV shows, or It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So what I would recommend this week is at ProBirdRights on Twitter. ProBirdRights. It's really, really funny. It's like from the point of view of a bird. He's not very good at spelling, doesn't understand the government, doesn't understand why squirrels are alive. I mean, it is really funny. My whole family admits that it's funny, and it's not just me here. You know, I'll send them to my parents in the middle of the day, or they'll send them to me, or we'll just read them in the car. It's actually really funny and really relevant, too. Like, there are some subtle comments on society and the government in there if you find them. Um, our favorite tweet, and especially my mom's, she just, like, cracks up every time she sees it, is, no, I meant for muffin wrapper be stuck to my bottom. Hello, it called fashion, which, honestly, it's way funnier if you read it on paper because of... Sometimes when you read it, you don't get the full effect, as I've learned over time. But yeah, go to ProBirdRights on Twitter, twitter.com slash ProBirdRights. They're not like paying me or whatever. I just like really love that. So the last segment is my oversharing. I tend to overshare with everyone out there. So I will overshare with you two overshares this week. So the first one is that I edit photos of people, not like random people, people I know and love, and especially my dog. And so now I have one of my new puppy, Barnaby, which is my background. It's on pink gingham, big heart. He's wearing sunglasses, daisies all over it. I mean, it is honestly adorable. So I don't know. And on my Facebook, one of my profile pictures was me with my boyfriend, Jake, edited, or me with one of my friends, edited with a bunch of hearts. It's also helpful on Facebook when you're wishing someone happy birthday. You just edit a picture, post it on their wall. People make fun of me for it sometimes. But then you see them doing it, so who's right now? Another overshare that I have is that I buy giant bags of Kit Kats. My mom actually doesn't isn't fully aware of that because I have some good stashing places. I was going to say where I hide them, but then I realized that my mom will know where I hide them if I say that. And then they'll be thrown out or eaten by my dad. So, I don't know. Kit Kats was the main one. When I was younger and I wasn't allowed to like buy gum or candy or anything by myself... I would hide my candy in my closet and then throw, since I couldn't throw the wrappers out because I was worried someone would see them, I would hide them in a suitcase in my closet. And so one day when my mom was cleaning my room, she found the suitcase and she was like, what's in here? And it was like, oh my God, I'm in so much trouble. And it was just a giant suitcase full of candy wrappers. It was a little scary. So yeah, still do. Still my giant bags of Kit Kats sometimes, except now I've learned that if you bring it over to a friend's house, like my best friend lives two blocks away. So I'll be like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm bringing a giant bag of Kit Kats if that's okay with you. And it somehow doesn't come home with me. And that's it. So thank you for listening and listen next week because who knows what I'll be into in seven days. And remember, if you have any good leads about temporary tattoos, I'll even take website URLs. 
email me at eliza starting at gmail.com. E-L-I-Z-A starting at gmail. Thank you.